Guys, it's Bang and Dang, and we are the Mouthy Michiganders coming to you. <laughs> we're, we're coming to you for the third ever installment of ever. our hit series, Outlaws and Gunslingers. The first one was all about Wild Bill Hickok, the second one, wow, wow, all what? about the Dalton Gang, and the third one. We went from person to gang, and now we're here to city. And like we said at the beginning of this whole series, we're not just going to fucking start off this thing with Deadwood or Dodge City or Wyatt Earp. Or... We had to start it off with Wild Bill. I mean, had to kick it off with fucking the most, the first fucking well-known gunslinger. But other than that, we're going to do fucking obscure shit that not many people fucking heard of or... At least not the casual fucking people have heard of. And uh, unlike WWE and wrestling in general, we cater to the casuals. Casuals. So to the nobodies. To the <laughs> well, to the to the nobodies. Oh. We're hoping to become somebodies. So yeah, all about this series. Like I said, to the unseen. We go from the most notable figures or lesser known figures of the Wild West era, the lesser known or towns that you might know, the outlaws, the gunslingers, the lawmen, the Indian tribes, the cities, the gangs, and everything in between, the railroads, fucking everything that made up the Wild West wild like it was. And those were our first two installments on this edition of Outlaws and Gunslingers. We got the probably little known town of Las Vegas, New Mexico. Have you ever heard of Las Vegas, New Mexico before today? I can't say that I have. I might have, but I think I, I might have heard. I think I might have known that there was a Las Vegas, New Mexico. Maybe. But I don't think I've ever heard of the uh, the outlaw fucking version of uh, what you guys are about to hear. This one might be the longest one that we've done. This is actually... A lot of stuff that happened, fucking, from the beginning of the town to the end. Well, not the end, because the town still fucking exists, but fucking to the end of the outlawed slash Wild West era in the beginning of the 1900s. Uh, this town was fucking, uh, this town was almost as deadly, well, probably, if you look at some accounts, more deadly than the known fucking deadly cities and towns of Dodge City, Tombstone, and Deadwood, and everything with Santa Fe, fucking all those types of city. But you guys have heard of Vegas. You never heard of Las Vegas, Mexico. Well, I'll just botch that whole fucking thing, huh? Oh my gosh. Well, this Vegas was actually one of the more active and dangerous towns of all the Wild West. Like I just said, though, it's not as famous as the ones that I just mentioned. Some say this Las Vegas was just as wild, if not more than any of them. Name just about any notable figure from the Old West days, and they were in this town at one point or another. 
fucking famous people popping up all over the place. Popping up everywhere. Crazy, man. All right. So we're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, huh? Las I mean, Vegas, uh, <laughs> New... <laughs> no, not Nevada. <laughs> we could probably go there we're going, afterwards. We're going to Las Vegas, New Mexico. New Mexico. All right. Uh, so this town was originally called Nuestra Señora de los Dolores de Las Vegas Grandes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Damn. Which means uh, Our Lady of the Sorrows of the Great Meadows. That's cool. Hmm. Uh, let's see. They began in 1835 after some settlers were able to get a land grant from the Mexican Army. They're like, hey, man, we want this grant for this land. They're like, okay. They're like, hey, well, shit. keyword Mexican Army. So that tells you that New Mexico was Mexico. Uh, maybe that's why. Mexican territory maybe, at this point. Maybe that's why it's called New Mexico. Uh, <laughs> The city was built in a typical Spanish colonial style with, I want to go and see it now, with a plaza surrounded by buildings that acted basically as a fort and protected the city in case of attacks. I always love Mexican cities, little cities. You know, if you ever watch the movie the, or something the, or... The Pueblos and yeah, sand fucking houses, basically. Well, like they just re- rethink here, man. Like the cities were like a fort. Yeah, like a fucking town center that was yeah. surrounded by buildings and fucking shit. great, man. Um, uh, the city began to prosper due to being the only notable city in 600 miles. I mean, I guess <laughs> you were pretty, that's like a fucking gas station out in the middle of nowhere. They can sell their gas for that $10 bitches. a gallon. And they're getting fucking money rolling in. Motherfucking mm. snack cakes are fucking $1.25. $1.25 for a snacky cake. <laughs> fucking, uh, the little packs of Wrigley gum that say 35 cents on them. They're like, $5. Some motherfuckers put their own little fucking orange. It's always the orange stickers, too. They change the cent to a dollar sign. $35. <laughs> Damn! All right. For five pieces of gum? I need, oh. me, I need me some double mint. That's fucking $7 a piece. Maybe uh, some long eyes and gum. It's six twenty-five a piece or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, when people are coming from Kansas along the Santa Fe Trail, so six hundred miles. Six hundred miles from the only notable city that had anything from worth Kansas, doing anything from along Kansas, the Santa Fe Trail, which led to fucking out to San Francisco and shit. Yeah. So fucking United States declares war on Mexico in eighteen forty six. Motherfucking General Stephen Stephen W. Kearney leads his army of the West to Las Vegas to claim it as a possession. It was typical United States. It's yeah. ours. It's us. Well, when he got there, he saw there was a busy-ass town. There was like 1,500 Spanish settlers. He set up a few large cannons and pointed it at the plaza. The settlers were like, no. And they surrendered and said, bye. The army stayed in Las Vegas, enjoyed the whiskey and women that the town had to offer until Fort Union was built about 20 miles to the north in 1851. Not only did the fort serve as protection of the town and the Santa Fe Trail, it also helped the growth and development of Las Vegas, 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 as they uh, fucking bought all their supplies for the hundreds of soldiers and the citizens who lived at the fort. And by 1860, Las Vegas had a 1,000 people living there, which would quadruple in the next two decades. And that's just because of the fort fucking there. Right. So 4,000 people. Uh, so Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, fucking New Mexico, huh? Army, t- <laughs> like, army, army took over and shit, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna build a fort about twenty miles from here, guys, and we're gonna control this shit." Oh, well, they stayed for about fifteen years, yeah. 10, 10, 15. You know, was, uh, the railroad started making their way to the southern in eighteen seventy nine. It was the largest city in between Independence, Missouri, and San Francisco. Damn. Uh, the train tracks were laid a mile to the east of Las Vegas 
on the other side of the Galanis River. They're like, fuck it, we don't want to go in town. We just want to go buy it. So which means the fucking people coming in. Well, it's because the city was... Uh, people coming in on a train, dude. Had a fucking uh, a mile to town. The actual city, the city of Las Vegas was like in a hilly area. So I don't think they wanted to build uh, train tracks there. Yeah, you really don't want to. When the train... When the train... When the first train started rolling through the area, a station was built, and basically overnight there was a new town. Look at that. All it need. Oh, what makes your all, town all is you a need train is that station. station, man. It's true. You get a train station, you're fucking good. A you're bus good? stop. Oh man. <laughs> get a bus stop and train station, fucking airport, and you're really kicking. And a church. And a church and a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> and a gas station, I guess. Yeah, you gotta have a gas station. Well, damn, you need a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't starting a town anytime <laughs> fucking soon. <laughs> it's not that many though. Because you can do. You can do a church, gas station, and fucking uh, liquor store, liquor store all, all in the same thing. Yeah, you, yeah right. And a laundromat. <laughs> That's true. You can use a laundromat as a church. A laundromat. <laughs> that we, call it, we call it the laundry chapel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brought to you by Sicko. <laughs> or STP or some shit. Uh uh, let's see here. It started as tents and makeshift shacks, but soon permanent buildings took their place. It was like a fucking, uh, I would love to see that from the beginning to, to fucking, you know, setting up your tent. You're like, let's just imagine, honey. I don't know, Bill. Just imagine. Trust me, in two years, this two years, is gonna this is going to be a house. This will be bustling with people. General store and the saloon and the barber, the, the library. Livery? Livery. Uh, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this new town also had its own commercial district. Mm. And the new Las Vegas was now a rival with the old Las Vegas. Oh, shit. Which is now called West Las Vegas. New Las Vegas became so large that it rivaled cities like Denver, Tucson, and El Paso in size. Whoa, yeah. Okay. In 1881, new Las Vegas was incorporated as a city, while old Las Vegas was incorporated as a town. The city soon had waterworks and a telephone company. Damn. Motherfuckers, that train station fucking did it all. Well, six trains came through the station every single day. I think that's why they did that. They're like, all right, they already have like a little sediment here like a mile away, guys. Let's run this train track right here. All we had to do was build fucking train station in this town. People seeing a train station are like, well, I'm not walking a mile of the town. Let's just let's set a tent right here. Obviously. Why would you not? Right, especially when six came, six trains came through the station every day, which meant <laughs> six canes. <laughs> it meant plenty of legit businessmen looking for an opportunity in a booming town. Uh, with the good always comes bad, because mm-hmm. also with access to the town, it made it so that numerous outlaws, thieves, con artists, murderers, etc., made their way into the city as well. Before long, the new Las Vegas get it. it was as get lawless that. as any of the Wild West cities before it. To deal with this problem, like peace officers were called in. This posse was known as the Dodge City Gang. So all of them had connections to Dodge City, obviously, uh-huh, hence uh-huh. the name. Uh, although, with members such as J.J. Webb, who was the marshal, Mysterious Dave Mather, Joe Carson, Dirty Dave Rudabaugh, and Hoodoo Brown. Hoodoo Brown. Hoodoo Brown. Uh, he was the justice of the peace. Some say, well, not some say, you'll see that uh, they were just as lawless as who they came to police. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the same old story back then, man. Same old story. Lawmen are outlaws. 
It's fucking nuts, man. You don't know, man. You never know. I mean... Well, especially these guys that they fucking brought in were uh, known to be shady and shit in the other cities that they came well, from. it's like any other Western movie that you ever watched. It was always some fucking corrupt ass shit. No lawman is... Back in the day, especially, he was fucking straight anyways. There's no way. Impossible. Enough they were doing, to where... They were doing something shady. Yeah, but yeah, but not as bad as the people they were fighting. I mean, they were, <laughs> well, right. Somewhere. So they were good. <laughs> so they were good. So what if they fucking were pieces of shit? <laughs> so what if they just killed people for saying some things? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Wild Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was also the summer of 1879 that Doc Holliday... Uh, rolled into town. He was like, yeah, look at this place. This is New Las Vegas. New, new Las Vegas. Uh, so he had Holiday coming into town with his partner, John Joshua Webb, who was by now uh, also a member of the Dodge City Gang. J.J. Webb. Well, if he, he's running with Doc Holiday. I mean, he's he's uh, guilty by association. <laughs> Doc Holiday wasn't a bad guy. Uh, wasn't he? He was a dentist. Uh, he was a dentist. <laughs> he opened up a saloon on Center Street in typical Doc fashion. He got into an argument with a local gunman named Mike Gordon. He was like, Mike, <laughs> spin his little guns around. <laughs> I'll be your huckleberry. Then he grabbed his hanky and wiped his sweaty forehead. <laughs> he didn't have tuberculosis yet. His mouth. <laughs> a little bit of blood. Uh, a little bit of blood on the napkin. Try to hide it. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> alone is going to be alone. <laughs> uh... Uh, they went out into the street and Doc told him to start shooting, which he did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you heard anything about Doc Holliday, you know what happened next. Mm-hmm. Gordon was killed with three shots to the stomach. Damn. Doc Holliday didn't even aim for the head. He's right like, there. Uh, right in your fucking stomach, Right bro. there in the middle of the street. He's like, pow, Well, because pow, probably pow. it probably was on yeah. his hip. <laughs> and a lynch mob formed to hang Doc. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. He took off and headed back to Dot City. He said, fuck this <laughs> shit. He said, left the saloon that he found and everything. He's like, like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Doc that uttered that first fucking, that uttered that the first time. Well, once once in Dodge, he learned. <laughs> uh, and back in, when he got back to Dodge, he learned that Wyatt Earp headed to Tombstone to strike it rich with silver. To which he followed. He's like, damn, man. <laughs> He's like, I wish I would have known this three weeks ago. Fucking ass is sore for riding on that, that horse so fucking much. <laughs> well, back to the Dot City game and uh, gang. Enough about fucking uh, Doc Holiday. You'll hear about him soon enough. Uh, as stated before, even though the gang was brought in to help police the lawless city, they, they <laughs> motherfucker, dude. <laughs> they were they were brought in to help police the lawless city. They ended up being outlaws themselves. Mm. Soon after they arrived, they were in control of the city. Of course they were. Well, over these next two years, they were involved in train and stagecoach robberies, cattle wrestling, and thought to have taken part in many murders and lynchings. Oh, I'm sure. The gang consisted of Justice of the Peace Hyman G. Hoodoo Brown Neal, City Marshal Joe Carson, Deputy U.S. Marshal, and later the Las Vegas Marshal, Mysterious Dave Mather, Peace Officer Tom Pickett, Policeman J.J. Webb, Hard Cases Dirty Dave Rudabaugh, Salim K. Frank Caddy, Dutch Henry Bourne, William P. Slapjack Bill Nicholson, John Bullshit Jack Pierce, Jordan L. Webb, who is no relation to J.J., and various other notorious Uh, gunmen. So, uh, fucking uh, J.J. fucking Webb stayed behind. After Holiday oh, fucking, yeah. he was like, fuck this, I gotta stay, man. He's like, I'm part of this fucking Dodge City gang now. I didn't fucking shoot him. <laughs> like, 
I'm fucking kill the guy. I'm fucking kill him. I'm good. Well, JJ Webb's not as citizen as you might imagine. Well, Rudabaugh, Katie, Nicholson, Pierce, Jordan Webb, and the rest would commit acts of thievery. Neil Carson, Mather, and JJ Webb in their official capacities, because they're all like fucking, yeah. you know, or suspected of helping cover their tracks. Mm. So fucking, they're they're actually being police, but yeah. they're sending their little fucking, uh, their little uh, minions out to well, do the fucking they, dirty work for they them. They can't be fucking dirty themselves. Well, we'll see. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, it's always somewhat justified. Well, yeah, you got you got a badge and do whatever the fuck you want. Well, well I guess. Well, <laughs> uh, the first <laughs> the first suspected robbery occurred just a couple months after arriving to Vegas, August eighteenth, eighteenth. Can I call it Vegas? Do I have to call it Las Vegas? You can call it Vegas in this context. I'm sure people by now know what we're talking about. They yeah, should. It's, it's fucking Vegas on August eighteenth in Vegas, eighteen seventy nine. A robbery of a stagecoach near Tecolote. Tecolote. Can you call it Tecolo or Tecolote? Tecolote. I don't think it's Tecolote. It would have like a little swizzle <laughs> on top of the I swear, It might have. I don't know. I wrote it. So. Uh, we're going to say Tecolote. 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 Yeah, whatever. It's in New Mexico. T-E-C-O-L-O-T-E. New Mexico. Fucking stagecoach robbery. It was carried out by three men. John Clancy, Jim Dunigan, <laughs> Jim Dunigan, Dunigan, and Antonio Lopez. Why would it be done again? Would it be? Would it be? Would it be? Dunigan, Dune, Dunigan, Dune. Antonio Lopez, Chavez, Chavez. Let himself below. Uh, it's not Chavez, but I know, man. <laughs> well, people don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, anyway, on the 18th of August in 1879. <laughs> Uh, the state. We coach. apologize if you came here for a straight up history lessons, guys. <laughs> a stagecoach near T E C O L O T, New Mexico, was carried out by three men: John Clancy, Jim Dunnigan, and Antonio Lopez. They were arrested but not convicted. They're like, well, you really can't prove they're there. Well, we have a lot of people say that it's seen three people like you. We're like, well, they let them go. We're white. Everybody looks like us. Right? Well, they had Antonio Lopez. He's Mexican. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, I'm Mexican. Everybody. Hi, hey, hey, Mexican. Everybody looks like us, eh? You're like, That's true. <laughs> All right. True. Go on your way. The mustache and the hat. <laughs> and the hat. <laughs> that bandana. They all wear those things, too. Uh, on the 30th of August, though, that same year, 79, 1879, a stagecoach was robbed by Frank Cady, Slapjack Bill, Bullshit Jack, and Jordan L. Webb. No relation to JJ. Uh, no relation to JJ. Uh, all were arrested again, just like the last three, but they also were not convicted. Fucking, just like the last just three. Just like the last three. Now there's more. So now it's, they, okay, now we can get more of this. So they put they put four. Well, well these are all these are other members of the game. Uh, on the nineteenth of October, so they waited at least a, a month and a half. No. Oh, after that, but yeah. I'm saying between the first two, there was only a week. Yeah. Well, they at least waited a month and a half. Eighteen seventy nine, <laughs> October nineteenth. Max men are up. Maxed. Max. Maxed out men. <laughs> maxed out men. <laughs> These motherfuckers are huge. Damn, fucking body. Shit, man. <laughs> masked 
men grabbed <laughs> they robbed the train near Vegas and made away with two thousand eighty five dollars. That's a lot of money. That's about uh <laughs> we do. That's a lot of money. We are over ten grand. We already did this. Uh three pistols. So they got Three thousand bucks. I mean, twenty one hundred bucks. Three pistols and all the trains lanterns. <laughs> They're like, we need these bitches for when we ride. There's one hundred twenty five lanterns. How the fuck we gonna carry these? <laughs> 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 They're, <laughs> fucking lanterns. We got four horses. <laughs> right, right. Like, why would they even? How many fucking lanterns did you can hear? These motherfuckers coming. Click, 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 click. It'd be more, more than that because it'd be 125. It'd be like dragging chains fucking from the back of your car. Bro. Like, what the fuck is um, that? Oh, fucking... They come rolling in town. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you can follow them back to town because fucking... The sack they're carrying the lanterns in makes such a deep fucking mark in the in the dirt the whole way. Yeah. It's like a trench. A trench is dug all the way to where they went. Like it snowed. <laughs> what would they need with lanterns? I mean, whatever. <laughs> well, fuck it. They got them. <laughs> fuck it. Maybe they could sell the copper or something, whatever they were. Uh, a couple of years later, in 1881, Dave Rudabaugh would confess to this crime as well as the August 30th uh, stagecoach robbery. With Las Vegas Marshal Joe Carson and a man named Joseph Martin were a part of that one. Hmm. So there's your first uh, <sighs> inkling of Marshal Joe Carson fucking being a bad guy, huh? Yeah, so why would that Rudabaugh guy confess? Well, he was on capital fucking punishment mm, charges in he, 1881. He squealed. He squealed. And still died, probably. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> The town at this time was getting a bad reputation to be full of thieves and murderers. Uh, fucking Miguel Otero of the Dodge City Times wrote that in one month, 20 men, 29 men were killed in the Las Vegas area. Damn. The violence was only about to get worse as the most well-known incident to occur in Las Vegas was about to go down between the Dodge City gang and some drunk dudes wow. walking in town. Oh, man, this is getting bad. January 22nd, 1880, T.J. House, James West, John Dorsey, and William Randall were walking through the streets fucking just being assholes and fucking looking for trouble, calling people fucking assholes and motherfuckers. Well, they wound up at the Close and Patterson Variety Hall. And uh, obviously, fucking any uh, Wild West town back in the day, no fucking firearms in the city limits. No. Well, Mr. fucking uh, Joe Carson comes in there and is like, guys, I want to check your firearms. They said, fuck you, and all hell broke loose. Uh-oh. A gunfight broke out, and Marshall Carson was killed immediately. Deputy Dave Mather, <laughs> Deputy Dave Mather, <laughs> Deputy Dan, Deputy Dan, <laughs> Deputy Dave Mather killed Randall and West, Ooh. wounded John Dorsey and TJ House managed to escape. A couple weeks later, on February 5th, the gang learned that House and Dorsey were at a man named Juan Antonio Dominguez's house in Buena Vista, about 30 miles to the north. J.J. Webb, Rudabaugh, and five other men rode to get these bastards. Uh-oh. They surrounded the house and ordered them to surrender. Dorsey and House were assured protection from the citizens of Las Vegas, and they surrendered. Well, turned out they were fucking wrong, because when they were put in the jail, a group of vigilantes Uh-oh. took their asses out of there, brought them to the windmill in the plaza to get fucking hanged. Uh-oh. But get this, before they could, Mrs. Carson said, You killed my husband! And shot both of them. Whoa! Killing them both. Damn. They didn't even get to get hanged. Would you rather uh... get hanged or shot? 
We had a Lee Harvey Oswald incident. <laughs> Who's the guy that shot Fucking, him? Fucking, um... The fuck was his name? He had three letters too, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, how do I not fucking remember this guy's name? Oh. Lee Harvey Oswald was shot by fucking, um, oh my gosh, fucking, Jack this? Ruby. Yeah, Jack Ruby. It was a two-letter name. A two-letter name? Two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Miss Carson said, fuck you guys, killed my husband. Just fucking shot him dead. She's like, my name is <laughs> You, you killed, killed my, my husband, husband. prepare to die. <laughs> 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 oh shit since joe carson was dead dave mather was named marshall and jj webb was named police officer mm. so that worked out for them guys yeah uh the dot city gang's time in vegas is almost at its end but not before another murder they're like fuck this we're going all fucking strong here march 2nd 1880 hoodoo brown hoodoo brown doo-doo brown yeah, Hooter Brown heard there was a uh, there was a there was a freighter in town. What's a freighter? A freight driver. Yeah, no freight drivers. Yeah, what do you think Wild Bill was? He drove fucking uh, carriages. They, they were called freight. freights. Freight. Yeah, I guess what they yeah. freight is like all right. Freight is just fucking Hauling. transporting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, there was a fucking transporter in town named Mike <laughs> Kelleher. Uh, he was carrying about $1,900 in cash. Well, what the fuck, gun, dumb motherfucker goes to a town like that, knowing the reputation by this time, and carries $1,900 in cash? Right. Uh, Mark, I mean, where else are you going to carry right. it, though, right? I mean, not like they had fucking debit cards or something. You got outside town somewhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Probably, I yeah. Would. I would. Yeah. Uh, the March 8th edition of the Ford County Globe reprinted this report from the Las Vegas Daily Optic. About four o'clock this morning. <laughs> right, right. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, oh shit. About four o'clock this morning, Michael Kelleher, in company with William Brickley and a man named Dodge City Gang. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you guys get. Yeah. Uh, so it said four o'clock this morning, Michael Kelleher, in company with William Brickley and another man, a member of the Dodge City Gang, Goodlett and Ruberts. What? <laughs> you gotta read, man. <laughs> All right. The other man was a member of the Dodge City Gang, and they mm-hmm. entered Goodlett and Robert's saloon. Yeah, 4 o'clock in the morning, Kelleher, uh, with William Brickley and another man from the Dodge City Gang, entered <laughs> Goodlett and Robert's saloon <laughs> and called for drinks. They're like, like we want drinks. drinks, damn it. They're like, no. They're like, yes. Well, they said, yes. Well, they got them. Michael Hur appeared to be the leader of the party, and he... And of course he did. He had the fucking cash in his pocket. Yeah. And in violation of the law, had a pistol on his person. Oh, what an idiot. They're like, I give you a drink, but what's diet? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. It's my belt buckle. Uh-huh. Sir, it's on your hip. Well, that's a pretty belt buckle. <laughs> yeah. When they start clipping on the side. <laughs> uh, this was noticed by the officers who came through a rear door... They requested that Kelleher lay aside his revolver. Please, you gotta give us a revolver. Come on, man, no carry in the city. He refused to. He said, No, I won't be disarmed. Everything goes. Oh, shit. He's like, I'm ready. Yep, put his hand right on his pistol, no doubt intending to shoot. Mm -hmm. Officer Webb was too quick for him. He was like, The man was shot before the head, before the head, (laughs) before he had time to even fucking 
pull his weapon out of his fucking holster. You realize you're reading a newspaper clip, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Let's start this whole thing all over again. <laughs> News clipping. Yes, this oh, is from an official newspaper back in the day. All right. About 4 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> About 4 o'clock this morning, Michael Kelleher and company... What is William this? Brooklyn. What is this? Fucking Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout. They're considered armed and dangerous. Uh, uh, with William Brickley <laughs> and another man, a member of the Dodge City Gang, entered Goodlett and Robert's saloon and called for drinks. Michael Kelleher appeared to be the leader of the party, and he, in a violation of law, had a pistol on his person. This was noticed by the officers, who came through a rear door, and they requested that Kelleher lay aside his revolver, but he refused to do so, remarking, I won't be disarmed. Everything goes, immediately placing his hand on his pistol, no doubt intending to shoot. But Officer Weber was too quick. The man was shot before he had time to use this weapon. Three shots, once in the breast, once in the head. Kelleher had $1,090. Incorrectly reported, it was actually 1900 Correctly, uh, incorrectly reported, some, somebody stole uh, $820. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, come on now, <laughs> hand it over. $910. Kelleher had $1,090, which was, which was wrong at the time of death. Which really had $1,900 when he was killed. Well, Webb was arrested even though it was said that Hoodoo Brown was the one who took the cash. So fucking Webb went down for that. And Hoodoo's like, I got the money. I got the money. My name is Hoodoo. It ain't spelled doo-doo. <laughs> it was after this incident that the citizens of Las Vegas had enough that said, I fucking had it with this violence and these corrupt-ass motherfuckers. Darn. So they formed a vigilante group. Posted this shit in the Las Vegas Optic. Oh. It says, two murderers, confidence men, con men, and thieves. The citizens of Las Vegas have tired of robbery, murder, and other crimes that have made this town a byword in every civilized community. They have resolved to put a stop to crime. If in attaining that end, they have to forget the law and resort to a speedier justice than it will afford. So they're like, I will kill you. All such characters are therefore hereby notified. That they must either leave this town or conform themselves to the requirements of the law, or they will be summarily some, 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 <laughs> de- dealt with. <laughs> the flow of blood must and shall be stopped in this community, and the good citizens of both the old and new towns have determined to stop it. If they have to hang by the strong arm of force, every violator of the law in this country. Vigilantes, signed vigilantes, signed vigilantes. We could do that if that was like a fucking history, fucking little thing you're watching in like school or something. You know how they still they showed stills and they had like music mm-hmm. playing in the background. And this is what the letter wrote that he wrote, or whatever it is. Blah 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 blah. It's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Well, after this notice was posted, Hoodoo Brown, Dave Mather, and the rest of the gang got the fuck out of town. They said. Nope. Yep, I think I think our time is up here, boys. Although Dodge City Gang was finally out of town, that didn't mean Las Vegas was free of crime. Mm-hmm. In the late teen, in the late eighteen eighties, the owner of the Imperial Saloon named Vicente Silva secretly headed a cattle wrestling gang with many times entire herds disappearing. Oh. They called themselves the Silva's Whitecaps, the Forty Bandits, or the Society of Bandits. These motherfuckers didn't even know who they were. Uh-uh. 
they would meet at Silva Saloon and continue their operation up until 1892 when the citizens of Vegas hanged one of their members, Pat Mays. The group disbanded shortly after that, and Silva was eventually murdered by his former gang members in 1895. Shit just fucking broke down. They were like fucking turning on each other. Respected member of the community, though, secretly fucking stealing everybody's cattle. Right. <laughs> I just, you just steal the whole herd. I don't understand that. It's, it's fucking crazy. Well, they got they got their fucking, they lasted a while, but they got their demise. I wonder how old they were. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. As for the members of the Dodge City Gang, well, most of them suffered the fate that you would expect in those days. While some made it to old age, others passed very ripe. Ripen. Ripen. Ripen for the pick. Ripen for the picking. <laughs> Ripe for the picking. Uh, Dutch Henry. Dutch Henry Bourne. Uh, more often called Dutch Henry. Was an outlaw. Dutch is uh, coincidentally the name of the lead guy on Red Dead Redemption. Dutch? Yeah. Dutch. Wait, what is it? Is it Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. Dutch, yeah, Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's see. Uh, uh, Dutch Henry was an outlaw and one of the most prevalent horse thieves of the Old West. He eventually was sent to prison for stealing mules in Arkansas. He's like, fuck stealing horses. Don't <laughs> steal well, me a jackass. Mules, well, that's a donkey. The same thing. Mules or a donkey and something mixed. Yes, yes, yes. Donkey and a horse or something. Uh, when he When he was released... He lived a clean life. He was like, fuck those fucking whatever you want, horses, mules. I'm done. Fuck all that. I'm done. I'm marrying and I'm coming to father, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he died of pneumonia on January 10th, 1921. Mm-hmm. In Pocasoka. Pocasoka. Pagosa. Pagosa Springs. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Well, Hoodoo Brown was a justice of peace in Las Vegas. Um, Neil fled to Texas, then Kansas, before riding in arriving in Leadville, Colorado, where he was allegedly killed in a gambling dispute. Salim K., Frank Cady, unknown what happened to him. Joe Carson, you know what happened to him. He was killed in that shootout that we previously mentioned. Poor guy. You got mysterious Dave (laughs) Mather, U.S. Marshal and Las Vegas Marshal. Mm -hmm. Um, Mather returned to Dodge City, Kansas, where he served as assistant city marshal. So this motherfucker was involved in shit in Mm -hmm. uh, Las Vegas, came back to fucking Dodge. Dodge. and was like... I want to be assistant city marshal. I'm going to be cool. I'm cool here, right? You ain't done nothing here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave that shit in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're having Vegas. Stays in Vegas, right? That's what, that's, that's like, what yeah. Doc Holliday said. He's like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he served in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Well, yeah. he moved to Canada. Yeah, after he, went to, he yeah. went to Yeah, he went to fucking Vancouver. He was like, fuck it, I want to be a Mountie. <laughs> Uh, where he's still seen in the royal blue and red as late as 1920. So this motherfucker just was, you know, he lived a great life, huh? Yeah, Dave what? Mather. Oh, William P. Slapjack Bill Nicholson, unknown what happened to him, but Tom mm. Pickett. Pickett was arrested with Billy the Kid. Of course. And Dirty Dave Rudabaugh. So Dave Rudabaugh goes on to fucking ride with Billy the Kid after this. Nice. On December 30th, 1880, he was released on a $300 bail and soon drifted to Arizona, where he worked with the Hash Knife Outfit. Later, he would serve a short stint as a U.S. Deputy Marshal. He died of old age at Winslow, Arizona on May 14th, 1934. Oh, nice. Tom Pickett. Oh, on life. Uh, Bullshit Jack, unknown. And Dirty Dave. 
Dirty Dave Rudaball. Well, man. we both know uh, that. Well, we all know that he escaped with JJ Webb from the Las Vegas town jail. We don't know that because I just told you. <laughs> How you do? <laughs> he was arrested with JJ Webb. Y'all remember? Mm. From, and they escaped from the Old Town Jail in late 1881. Rudabaugh and Webb raced to Texas and then to Mexico, where Webb disappeared. Mm. He's like I'm fucking gone. On February 18th, 1886, Rudabaugh was shot two was shot by two men in a dispute over a card game in Para, Chihuahua, Mexico. So later he was jumped, decapitated, Damn. and had his head had a severed head carried around on a pole for the next several days. Wow. It makes sense. They were even fucking back in the late right. 1800s, they were fucking decapitating people. Fucking crazy. Well, six shooter Bill Smith, a.k.a. John Henry Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> California Jim. John? What the fuck? How many nicknames? <laughs> right. They say he was born in He 18. was maybe born in 1850. Maybe. Somewhere around there. We're going to say from 53 to whenever. To 1882. A gunman and petty outlaw. He was a petty outlaw. This motherfucker would do anything. He was just... Yeah, he enjoyed wounding people without killing them. He was walking down the street, shoot people in the toes. He's like a cat. <laughs> like shoot, shoot people's with, trigger fingers off. That's injured. <laughs> he shot his trigger finger off. Yeah, and shoot people's ears off and shit like that. Making them dance. <laughs> Cutting their tongues out and shit. I don't know. Ripping people's toenails off. Well, he was like, fuck it. <laughs> Fucking with some people one day. And they said, fuck it, man. It's time for you to die, six shooter. Time for you to die, six shooter Bill Smith, <laughs> a.k.a. John Henry Jenkins, California Jim. <laughs> I, I challenge you to a duel. And he was shot in a gunfight in Cibolo, Texas. Oh, I don't think it was a duel, but. In August of 1882. Either or, J.J. Webb, along with Dave Rudabaugh, broke out of jail like we just said. Uh, went to Texas. Webb disappeared later. Webb was in Kansas where he took the name Samuel King. He died in Winslow, Arkansas of smallpox in 1882. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody died in 1882. Yeah, most of them. That's crazy. And Jordan L. Webb, no relation to J.J. <laughs> <laughs> it's unknown what happened to that guy. Unknown. He wasn't worthy. All right. Well, though, in 1898, the town had finally settled down. These motherfuckers were like, Fuck, man. Can we, like, let the kids play now? <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Well, town, the town is actually like a fucking normal town. It was a town. It was a normal town, including an electric street railway. Railway. <laughs> railway, the Duncan Opera House, at the northeast corner of 6th Street in Douglas <laughs> East. Not East. I caught it. Fuck? I caught it, motherfucker. <laughs> Son of a and, bitch. And with this new mic, everybody's catching it. <laughs> at the northeast corner. Corner of Sixth Street, (laughs) (laughs) but still streets. Sixth Street and uh, Douglas Avenue, Mm -hmm. a Carnegie Library. This motherfucker's had it all, man. The host, the hostel, the hotel Castaneda, the hostel Castaneda, 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 a major Harvey House. Harvey House was like a popular chain of hotels back in the day. Uh, They also had a New Mexico Normal School, which is now the New Mexico Highlands University. That'll come into play later as somebody famous uh, actually went to school there. Uh, The city also provided Teddy Roosevelt with 21 men for his Rough Riders group. Everybody knows old Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Go, Teddy, take these people. He was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning beginning in 1899, the city held the Rough Riders reunion, uh, with the first one being attended by Roosevelt himself. Mm -hmm. The last reunion was held in 1969. They also, I think the last member of uh, the Rough Riders died in 74, I want to say. So by then... They were all gone. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? Done with. 
Uh, they also hold a cowboy reunion where the ranching life is celebrated. The two cities would incorporate into one. In 1970. So it took all those years until 1970, and they were like, fine. It was probably old Las Vegas, too. It was like, no, <laughs> we were first. We were first, but, we, but you guys are like, have all the good stuff. So. <laughs> I'm sure, like, the gap between the two cities eventually closed with right. more buildings and all that good stuff. At the... The new Vegas expanded to this. <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah, old uh, old Vegas. We're expand. already pushed up in the hills. We can't go any higher. <laughs> well, present day Las Vegas has a population of fifteen thousand, oh. and is one of the lesser known tourist destinations in New Mexico, with over nine hundred buildings on the National Register for Register of Historic Places. Holy shit. You can relive the old west days with many of the eras buildings still in operation. Really? Even though the city is safe today and a good place to take your family for a visit with everything we just went through. Is it? They episode, say that about everywhere. And with the likes of aforementioned Doc Holliday, Big Nose Kate, Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Bob Ford, Wyatt Earp, Rattlesnake Sam, Cockeyed Frank, Web Fingered Billy, Hook Nose Jim, Stuttering Tom, Durango Kid, Handsome Harry and the Dance Hall Wrestler, Ooh. Vicente Silva, and his gang, oh, man. and Bill Sidens, they all visited that city at one time or another. It's no wonder why historian Ralph Emerson Twitchell once claimed that, without exception, there was no town which harbored a more disreputable gang of desperados and outlaws than did Las Vegas. That's the fucking town of fucking Las Vegas, New Mexico. And as Dang's over here looking up the satellite view of uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico, for pictures and background info on some of the people in this episode, you can go to legendsofamerica.com and search Las Vegas, New Mexico, and it will have tons of stuff there, including pictures, fucking uh, old and recent, and information about anything else. Uh, if you want to see Las Vegas on the big screen, several movies were shot there, including this might uh, surprise you, because I didn't know. The city is used as the fictional town of Calumet, Colorado in what movie? You remember where Calumet, Colorado is? What? The city is used as the fictional town of Calumet, Colorado in the movie Red Dawn. Most of the 1994 film. Colorado, Dawn. I get it. But New Mexico, okay. But most of the 1994 film Wyatt Earp starring Kevin Costner was shot here. Several scenes from John Carpenter's Vampires were shot in the plaza. Uh, scenes from Wild Hogs, you know, the fucking movie with John Travolta and mm, yeah, yeah. what's his name, fucking riding on the, the motorcycles. Most of No Country for Old Men was shot here. Toby Keith and Rodney Carrington's music video for Beer for My Horses was shot in Las Vegas as well. Um, scenes from Due Date starring Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis and many, many more. That's cool. Yeah. Also, some notable people from Las Vegas... Uh, who are either from there or lived there at one point. What? Patrick Swayze had a ranch there? Eddie Guerrero oh, near, wrestled yes. for Mexico Highlands University in Las Vegas. I Patrick knew. Swayze I knew had, he had a ranch. A, I knew he had a ranch in uh, New Mexico. I didn't think it was near uh, Vegas. Near Las Vegas. And a few um, other teachers and writers were also born here that were notable for fucking being teachers and writers. writers. <laughs> <laughs> notable for being strippers and... <laughs> But, writers, yeah, that and <laughs> was Outlaws and Gunslingers all about fucking Las Vegas, New Mexico, the other Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. So, wouldn't it be, which came first? Well, this Las Vegas came before the other Las Vegas, so. You think so? I know so, because Las Vegas was started by fucking the gangsters in their early 20s and shit. I don't know about that. Look up, look up fucking Las Vegas, Nevada, and see when it was founded. 
guarantee it was after this Las Vegas. This Las Vegas was founded in 1835. There's no way Las Vegas, Nevada was back then. 1835, I'd say so. Oh, I was founded in 1905. That's what I just said. Yeah, so. Yeah, they took that name from fucking this name. But yeah, that's Las Vegas, New Mexico. The original Las Vegas. <clears throat> the original Las Vegas, too. So Las Vegas, Nevada is not even the second Las Vegas. It's the third, technically. Technically. So that's Outlaws and Gunslingers, New Mexico. <laughs> the city of Las Vegas, New Mexico. And if you're interested in this stuff, this is the first time you're hearing Outlaws and Gunslingers by the Mouthy Michiganders, go check out our other episodes we got uh, two other previous ones. Wild Bill Hickok was our first one. The Dalton Gang was our second one. We also do wrestling. Not modern day wrestling because that shit sucks. That shit sucks. But we do what we call the Monday Night Award There are four cities named Las Vegas in the entire world. The following map and table of contents. We don't know about that. There is. The first one ever be created was in Nevada. The Las Vegas, Nevada. That's not right. It's not the first one. It's the most populated. Sorry. Uh, so you got Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, New Mexico. And you got Las Vegas, Honduras. And Las Vegas, Venezuela. That's it. No other Las Vegas is. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since we learned that about how many Las Vegas is there. We also do... What we call a Monday Night Watch Along, where we went back from the first episode of Monday Nitro way back in 1995 and uh, watch every main event from Raw and Nitro and also every pay-per-view in between and give them a score of 1 through 10 for the crowd, the match, and every, uh, say the... Excuse me. Say the NWO comes out and beats the shit out of somebody. That would be called extracurricular ap- activity. Extracurricular So we activity. give that a score of 1 through 10 as well. And Nitro's up by a fucking lot to a, a little. Mile. And fucking, that's what we do. We do some sports stuff. Sports history mainly. But that's uh, unfortunately coming to an end pretty soon. So we're going to have to think of something else. But if you're a new person, only listening because of these Outlaws and Gunslingers episodes... Go check out some of our other stuff because uh, check it out. If you thought this was entertaining, it's basically the same thing as this, but with sports or fucking wrestling or whatever else that we're fucking talking about. Stay tuned for some so more watch-alongs. Spewing a bunch of garbage. <laughs> a bunch of garbage. A bunch of garbage. Oh, also Lee and Corey on the case, but it's not Lee and Corey on the case no more. It's called Lee and Giovanni on the case. And who knows when those guys are coming fucking back and doing something. Well, you gotta give them time, man. <laughs> Corey's missing. Look up past episodes of that, because I'm not getting into that right now. But yes, that's all the stuff that we do. And nothing else to say besides we are the Mouth of Michiganders with... Night Night!